Scientist Chan Friday, Christian Comics, and Bible Baffle. That's Kwame and Company on the Word. For I love Bible Baffle. I listen whenever I can every day so that I learn more about the Word. And the music is so uplifting. And I love that you have the weather and the updates on what's happening in the world and locally. Well, we do a lot of the same things on the podcast, not the, not so much weather, because that would be hard. It would change depending on when you're listening to the you know, podcast. I can tell about how it was yeah. or complain about something yeah. about the weather. But We've certainly done that. <laughs> last, that was most of the podcast last time. Right. Weird weather things to mm-hmm. complain about. Well, well uh, starting out uh, Kwame and Company podcast number 21, my friend Jerry has some thoughts on how to be more likable. Okay. Everybody, These might be helpful. Everybody wants to be more likable. Oh, yeah. He's a nice guy, nice girl, sure. Uh, young people especially. Now, Jerry writes about young people because he can observe them in the classroom. He's a college instructor. Young people especially are focused on fitting in, gaining the respect of others, and appearing to be friendly. I see this all the time in the classroom. Okay. <laughs> the- that appearing to be friendly. Yeah. Put one over on him. <laughs> right. I'm really not friendly at all. No. Well, Jerry says, the way to get there is not so much changing yourself or adapting to peer groups as it is uh, something we rarely think about. People judge you by the way you make them feel. Okay. So that's not, you know, not you don't have to try to be the smartest person in the room. Or have the most... Especially if you're not. Well, yes. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that last time, yes. too. <laughs> uh, so it's not uh, not by those kind of things. It's how you make them feel. It's not by how we feel or what we say or do to fit in. So Dale Carnegie is where Gary or Jerry gets a lot of his information. And he says, ironically, Dale Carnegie... What was the name of that course? How to Make Friends and Influence People. Yeah. That's the course. You can mm-hmm. take that. And, and uh, I think he did Toastmasters, too, is the Dale Carnegie say. thing. Sure. Uh, uh, Dale Carnegie, who now is must-reading in my college courses, always said that the best conversationalist is the person who asks the most questions and does the least talking. You know, Wes has a way of talking but still asking the most questions. Yeah, as just part of his conversations. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that about him. He does a good very, job with that. He's very good with that. I am not. I uh, can't think of questions to ask. That's why it, it was hard for me to interview people. Yeah? Because I just, I have a hard time thinking of things to ask. You know what the hard, the hard <laughs> one of the hardest things about that is while you're listening to somebody give an answer to the last thing you Yeah, thinking them, of something else while still in. Actually listening to what their answer right. was. So you're yes. not you're not really listening. That's the thing. Yeah. You're you're thinking, oh, what's the next thing I should say? You know, if I had a pen and paper and could just j- jot down thoughts while I was doing it, yeah, I would have a much easier time having a conversation. Yeah. Because I forget half of the things that they say and like if I could take notes. Yeah. I go, Oh yeah, what about this? Like and I could well, ask more questions on it. But by the time they're done, I forget what they said at the beginning. I am not, I am terrible at remembering what is going on. I think sometimes if we, and and maybe if we, if we all have some standard questions that we use, 
Sure. They don't have to be very super unique. Mm-hmm. You know, what was the best thing that happened to you today? Or oh, see, what? I hate that question. Don't ask me that. Okay, we won't ask you that one. I mean, uh, today I could probably remember. All right. Or you could. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> nothing has happened yet that it was right. good. <laughs> it's, a, or, it's a limited I, I mean, number of things. <laughs> well, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, you don't have to ask. No, Wes asked, like, the kid, he struck up a conversation while we were camping. On the way there, we had to get a tire fixed on Ben's camper. This is your husband, Wes, talking to the mechanic in yep. the tire shop. The, the kid is changing the tires. He's in his 20s. And where do you live? So do you live around? We were in Invergrove Heights. Right. Where do you live? No, I live in the city and blah, 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 and tells all about his apartment and the oh. kid. Uh, like, just what? Like, Got him talking about all this stuff. And how long have you worked here? And do you like it? And evidently he was going to be switching jobs to go somewhere else. And I mean, Wes found out all this. Yeah. They're bosom buddies now. Yeah. Got his life story. And is this the guy that gave you a good deal on the tire too? Well, the whole place, they they didn't charge him anything for fixing the tire. But there there was some kind of nail in it. Not as big as the nail he ended up getting in his truck Truck tire like four days later. But... um. Yeah, there was a nail in it, but they didn't charge him at all. But this kid walked away after he talked to Wes. He's like, "Well, it was nice to meet you." And that this was like the nicest conversation I've had. Yeah, in forever type yeah. thing, you know. That could be uh, the next person question. What was the best conversation you've had recently? And, right. Oh, it was with Wes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I I remember one more thing, and then we'll finish Jerry's comments. I yeah. I remember the. Uh, I read a thing about the FBI and when they're interviewing people, usually under difficult circumstances for mm-hmm. somebody, you know, yeah. <laughs> you get called in the FBI. It's probably not your best day. Right. <laughs> but anyway, they, they, the things just to get somebody talking, they mm-hmm. said que- questions that who, and the answer is a number. People are, it's easier for them to answer like, oh, okay. oh how many kids do you have? How long have you been doing this? Like West, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, how many tires you fix every day? You know. Yeah. And and you're focusing on not like you don't have to evaluate anything. It's just mm-hmm. oh five or ten. You're, you know, it's a it's a number. Right. And gets it started. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Jerry says cool. this wrapping up this whole thing about being more likable. Basically, be like West. But okay, the human condition is that it's it's hard not to like someone who makes us feel good about who we are. It's hard not right. to like someone who makes us feel good about who we are. So keep that in mind when you got a conversation with somebody. And, and, and as being ambassadors for Christ, you know, sometimes we focus on the negatives so much because we're trying to, we're trying, we're trying to turn a corner that how Christ can change your miserable life. And well, Sometimes you have to look for the good in people in order to get that conversation rolling. You can't just start out with, you have a miserable life, don't you? No, well, I <laughs> that's not the way, that's not the way oh, to talk to somebody. The woman no. at the well, you know, she had a miserable life. Yeah. But Jesus didn't focus on it. start yeah. that. Oh, man, you, what in the world are you doing here in the heat of the day? You must have a miserable life. <laughs> it would, probably you would have shut down something. the whole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. This is Kwame and Company podcast number 21. And uh, we're going to find out what's going on with the uh, men's retreat at Camp Jim.
91.5 and 102.7 The Word. Nick Hulse is with us again from Camp Jim and Pillager. And I've heard this before, but I want you to explain it. What does Jim stand for in Camp Jim? Yeah, Jim stands for Jesus is mine. Okay. So it's just the... Uh, they took and they shortened up the uh, the words and made it Camp Jim. So I, I bet there's a lot of people that assume, uh, hey, well, where's Jim? You know, how long he's, uh, this camp's been here for 90 years. Jim must be getting old. Oh, yeah, Jim's getting real old. No, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not a person no, that, at all. It's not, it's not a person, although it is always fun when somebody named Jim comes to camp oh, because yeah, yeah. they like to point out, that well, maybe the camp was named after me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a great facility, a, a great uh, uh, setting and uh, resources too at camp. Jim. Yeah, yeah, we we love it. God is uh, God has really blessed that camp with uh, you know the the beautiful lake. We're right on Hardy Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, great fishing and swimming lake right there. But we've got uh, um, you know it's not just a big wide open camp. We got a lot of woods. We got a yeah. lot of trees in there. Just a beautiful setting. Well, uh, I I wanted to talk about the men's meet and greet that you you uh, told us about, and meet is spelled M E A T. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, you, you just got a lot of guys' attention there. When is that, and what's that all about? Yeah. So that one's going to be September fifteenth through the seventeenth. So it's going to be a Friday through a Sunday, uh, and we decided to go with the idea of meet and greet because uh, you know one thing that most guys love is uh, you know a good steak. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Good, good chunk of meat. Yeah. And uh, how often do you sit, you know, you have guys over and you're, you're grilling, you know, burgers or something out on the porch. Right. And you get a group of guys stands around the grill and that's where a lot of your conversation, a lot of your, a lot of your bonding comes in. Yeah. So we had this idea, why don't we take and build a large grill? And I'm, I'm not talking like two foot by two foot. I'm talking like eight to 12 feet long, four feet wide. Wow. And we're going to have a wood fire grill going where you can actually pick a steak and for supper on Saturday. We're going to give you the chance. You're going to grill your own steak out there. Uh, We're going to have Texas toast available for you. We're going to have baked potatoes, a full salad bar. Um, But you can sit around the grill making your steak, but just spending time in fellowship with all the other guys there. Oh, that's cool. Boy, that's great. And that's coming up quickly here, September 15th or 17th, you said. Yeah. Men's meet and greet. All right. So we got the the main subject matter here, meat. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what, uh, the greet part is the fellowship that happens around the group. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other activities for that? Yeah. Weekend? Yeah. So we've we've got a couple other things that we're looking at doing. So we're uh, we're looking at uh, busting the forges back out and doing some knife forging for Ooh. an activity. So some manly crafts. Wow. And uh, for the guys that say, you know what, I just I can't uh, I can't stand for that long, or the arm's just not strong enough to swing a hammer anymore. Yeah. The, uh, the other craft that I'm looking at doing, and this is something I've wanted to build for years, uh, but uh, in my younger days, I probably wouldn't have been good. I'd have put way too many holes in windows at my parents' house. Is, uh, <laughs> we're going to be building some uh, some David slings. David so, slings? You yeah. mean the actual, like uh, King David used as a yeah. shepherd boy? Yep. So it's uh, some kind of a pocket and then a leather or... Yep. Uh, we'll be using paracord for our strap, but then leather oh, for oh. our pouches. Okay. But uh, making some... Making some uh, shepherd slings there. Shepherd slings. Yep. So I thought, you know, that's something because, you know, when I hear when I hear making crafts, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glaze over. Yeah, I do a little <laughs> bit. My my wife loves doing crafts. She yeah. loves my wife loves scrapbooking. She's so good at it. Yeah. But for me, that that's that's never drawn my attention. Yeah. But the idea of hey, I can make something that I can then you know go out and have some fun with. Right. 
that's a, that's something that I can get behind. Well, that's a guy's craft in general. Either make a lot of noise or break things <laughs> or, you know, uh, uh, yeah, shoot stuff out of the Absolutely. sky. Absolutely. Know, who knows, right? Well, that uh, and now, do you have a speaker for the men's? Meet I and do. Greet? So, our speaker for the uh, for this event is Jordan Erickson. Okay. And Jordan is one of the family ministry pastors over at Lakewood Church there in Baxter. All right. And uh, he's going to be teaching on breaking the mold. Okay. And uh, the cool thing with that is, you look at what the world is calling men to be. Yeah. And then you look at what the Bible is saying. And what we're trying to do is, we're trying to break out of that worldly mold. Yeah. That. Uh, that the world is telling us, guys, this is how you should be. And it is nothing like what the Bible is telling us to be as men. Yeah. So this is going to be a weekend to get encouragement, again, from Jordan, from the other men there. How do we break out of this worldly mold yeah. and try and model ourselves after Christ? Don't be conformed to this world. Yeah. Correct. Uh, yep. Transform. Well, that's great. Uh, fantastic. And again, uh, you guys aren't a specific denomination. You nope. can have guys... Uh, from any background and, and join together and have fellowship together at the men's meet and greet. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one of the nice things about being a non-denominational camp. Yeah, is uh, we get a lot of guys from different uh, different backgrounds, and you know we we get a lot of uh, uh, Baptist, non-denominational, EV Free Assembly, um, you know, Catholic. Yeah. We, we get a lot of different guys that all come together, and the beauty of it is. It doesn't matter what background you come from. The gospel doesn't change. Mm-hmm. The gospel is the same regardless yeah. of yep. the church that you go to. Yeah, major on the majors there. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, the, uh, Nick, uh, tell us again how if, if a guy is thinking, oh, this all sounds pretty good, uh, where do you see if you can fit into that? Do you go online and register for this as well? Absolutely. So you go right online, go to campgym.org, okay. and uh, you'll be able to find our uh, our men's ministry stuff there. You're going to go ahead and click that you can register, and it'll give you all the information that you need. Uh, you'll get uh, you'll get emails then. It'll tell you what you need to bring, what to expect, things like that, uh, mm-hmm. so that you can you can come on out. But again, you just go to campgym.org. And it's September 15, 16, and 17, Friday through Sunday, right? Yes, sir. All right. Nick, you bring good stuff to us every time. <laughs> uh, you, don't be a stranger. Well, I, I love that you guys will have me up here. I love being here. You guys have always been fantastic. Whether it's by intercom or rattling the wall, we'll get Amy's attention for Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. Francis Chan coming up in a little bit. Oh, cool. Now, when we have Francis Chan on Fridays, it's Francis Chan Friday. What would well, we this, call a Francis Chan podcast? I mean, this is going to be released on Friday, so oh, well, oh, Francis okay. Chan Friday. Let's go with that. <laughs> but first, flight crew chatter. Flight crew, you know that whether it be the uh, the stewards or the the pilot, co-pilot, whoever is there, an employee an of the announcement. Yeah, yeah. And then, so here's an example, and this comes from BoardPanda.com. So if you can imagine, it would probably be goofy things. BoardPanda.com. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Captain uh, Amanda Smith. Yes, I'm a female pilot, and as a benefit, if we get lost on the way, I won't be afraid to stop and ask for directions. Boom, boom. She's trying to be funny there about yeah, the whole not thing. Yeah, not super funny. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I would find that amusing, but. Stop along the way. That part yeah. is kind of funny. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, this is uh, this was heard. These are actual flight crew chats that people heard. Okay, apparently, please refrain from smoking until you reach a designated smoking area, which for California is Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. remember, I guess people used to smoke in planes. I mean, all the time. I mean, that used to be a deal. Yeah, I think it was before I started flying. On yeah, planes, me too. Though. I think, but. Wouldn't that be awful? Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. It's disgusting Plainly. enough with like you walk out of a store and people are yeah. smoking outside. Outside, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Okay. This um <laughs> you're gonna like this one, maybe. <laughs> I've just been informed that my mother in law has passed through security and will be boarding this flight shortly. If you all sit down fast, we should be able to get out of here before she arrives. <laughs> That's that pretty good. Might be a good way to get people sat down. Yeah, probably. Get your seats oh, quick. Oh Everybody quick. And I wonder what they do. You know, you, the poor woman who was not related to the pilot and who just happens to walk in next would yeah. probably get a lot Everybody of Everybody looks. looks at her. Mm-hmm. Is that her? Okay. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> this one. Most of you already have your seat belts fastened. Now we will demonstrate how you did that. Yeah, that's right. true. That does usually come after their. Mm-hmm. Well, you might get stuck in it if they don't show you how to undo it. Under, yeah, right. <laughs> it's the hard part, pulling that lever there, though. Right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to share some words with you that my father shared with me when I turned 18. Pack your bags and get out. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably at the end of the flight. Probably. Pack your bags and get out. That's uh, funny. Okay. And the last one, this is uh, flight crew chatter. Please return your seats to the upright and most uncomfortable position. Yeah, almost leaning forward. Although, I can't hardly tell, you know, oh, you get to recline the seat. Yeah. You know, it's like one <laughs> half is, of one degree. It is almost like a you're sitting almost leaning forward, and then you're not. Then it's like yeah. you're sitting straight up instead. Well, I'm tall enough. I slouch anyway, so it doesn't really. You slouch. How well, do you, I mean, how do you I have room to slouch? Down. Well, it, it depends. Yeah. You have no room for your knees. Oh well, yeah. You you, you sit goofy. You sit with your knees spread out, or mm-hmm. hey, I don't know. Planes are not the most comfortable place for. They me. definitely are not. Yeah. Okay. Fly fly the chatty skies. This is Kwame and Company podcast number twenty one. Francis Chan now. Uh, and he's asking us to imagine a church where everyone recognizes the real power and presence of Christ, where our hearts can cry, Abba, Father. Here's Francis Chan. I go, when you gave your life to Jesus, did anyone have to beg you to spend time with him? Did anyone have to beg you to get the sin out of your life? Did anyone have to beg you to be his witness? Did anyone beg you to, to, to be about the kingdom? I go, I don't know about you guys, but when I gave my life to Jesus as a teenager, like something inside happened to me where I actually thought, wait, I can speak to him? So he's standing on this throne and, and, and he's in charge of everything and I'll talk to him and he'll listen to me. Are you kidding me? You know, how do I do this? I 
want to do this. When I, when I, when, when God came into me, the, the stuff that I was involved in, like the sin in my life, it's like I didn't have someone begging me, hey, quit that, quit that, quit that. Like inside of me, I became a slave to righteousness. And I said, when the Spirit came into me, like, I can't spend my days surfing and golfing. That would drive me insane. Like, I have to do something for the kingdom. I'm thinking about how everything's changing in the world, and we've got this short window of time, and I'm like, I need to do something. I don't want to go to Liberty and just give another sermon and go home. No, we've got to change things. I think something real has to, like, all these things are welling up inside of me. So why is it then do I feel like I need to get in front of a crowd and pull them and drag them and push them towards these things? Could it be that nothing's going on inside and we need all these external things? Because when I read the scriptures, it says when the Holy Spirit enters into you, like from the core of your being, your spirit cries out, Abba. Father, like, like you don't have to have someone on the platform saying, please, please spend time with Jesus. Just take 10 minutes a day, read the word, one verse a day, five minutes of prayer, just try it. Okay, do it in the shower, do it while you're driving, do it as you're walking to class, just do something, just read a verse, you know, listen to, listen to a verse. Here, here's the Bible on, you know, audio, just listen to a verse. Man, no. When the Spirit of God enters into you, the Bible says your spirit cries out, Daddy, Father, God. I I've never had a dad. The dad I did have, man, we had a horrible relationship, but somehow everything inside of me, God, just wants to tell you that you're my Father now and you're all that I need. Has anything ever happened like that? in you. Slow talkers Dan and Chan portion size and our panel of experts. It's Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. I've been waiting for this the whole podcast. Why do dogs sniff what they do sniff? Mm-hmm. Our dog is the worst. For sniffing things? Oh, he just... he can't help himself it's constant oh yeah we, we didn't get him fixed and i told wes i said if we ever get another golden doodle yeah we're getting him fixed immediately because he just smells everything and it's constant and is that just, something you want to do right away you don't can't do it later on get him fixed yeah, yeah. you don't want him to do it he's nine now you don't do it then. oh yeah yeah <laughs> your life is about to change buddy yeah. okay <laughs> Okay, why do dogs sniff what they uh, what they sniff? Uh, here's part of the answer. Okay. Dogs live for odors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Scent is the primary way they identify people, places, and other animals, including other dogs. And the rear end is where a lot of those identifying scents are produced. Right. So when dogs sniff each, beneath each other's tails, they're inhaling a pungent melange of odors. I don't know that I've ever said that sentence before. <laughs> a pungent melange of odors. Gross. Produced primarily by microorganisms, 
from the male and female glands on uh, on dogs, as well as uh, there's other glands dogs have. The odors vary from dog to dog. I'm leaving out some of the descriptive terms here. No, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what we're not sure of is the kind of information dogs get from this. Sure, because dogs can't talk. Well, that's a, <laughs> but we hypothesize anyway, because it, it it can relate to such things as gender reproductive status, health, and diet. And because dogs are so diverse in size and shape, maybe the odor helps them not only recognize individuals, but yes, this is a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I think Odin thinks he's a person, though, so oh. I'm not sure how much that helps. Well, when you take him to a dog park or he's got other dogs there, and you got, uh, you know, oh. there's a Great Dane and there's a Chihuahua. Is one something that you eat and the other something that you run away from? Or, right. you know, how do you know? Oh, I don't know. Apparently they do know, though. They figure it yeah. out. They figure it out. Sniffing is more than just a polite canine greeting. <laughs> I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't seem real polite. I, I was going to say, I don't think, I don't know how polite Odin is. Because dogs usually do not like you. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they don't. He, he pesters and pesters and pesters oh, and pesters. Oh, okay. They get tired of him. I'd like to see this at a dog park sometime. Yeah, I don't like bringing him to dog parks because he pesters and pesters and pesters and pesters. Well, uh, it can tell you when they they do the greeting, you know, that we're Uh talking about. It can tell you something about each dog's social position. Mm. Okay? Typically, two dogs of equal status sniff each other at the same time. Okay. If they're the right size, you can do that. You know, you... (laughs) (laughs) It would if be it's difficult a, for a little a tiny one and a long one and yeah. a short one. <laughs> sure. Hey, hey, can you like make a U or something here? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, all right, uh, back to uh, so same status sniff at the same time. Lower ranking dogs wait to sniff until they themselves have been checked out by the other dog. Some dogs put the kibosh on sniffing by sitting down. Yeah. So the other dog can't reach their hind end. It's probably the Odin victims. Yeah. <laughs> victims. If you notice another dog doesn't want to be sniffed, distract and redirect your dog by asking them to come or sit or perform some other known cue and get them out of the situation. Grab them by the ear and pull them away. <laughs> yeah, well, that would work too. Okay. Other fascinating scent facts. Okay. Nearly 1,100 olfactory receptor genes have been identified in the canine genome. 1,100, each being sensitive to slightly different shapes and odor molecules. When an odor triggers receptors, the brain compares the relative strength of all the signals received to the characterized uh, to characterize each odor. 1,100. That seems like a lot. Sure does. Compared to humans, it's. So do you think three. it's so? Do you think dogs can see and know that they're almost home, or do you think they smell it? You know, I've heard that uh, dogs can even tell time by their smell. So this maybe relates to this. Because when you're gone, if you're gone for a long time, they can tell that by how little scent is left of you, and then you come back, and then it's boom, full bore again. Sure. So they judge passage of time like that. Maybe it's similar to that with because they sense they come home. The right? the second we turned onto Patriot Patriot Avenue, yeah, yeah, just cr- 
going crazy. Our dog used to be And we still had another three miles to go to get there, but. Go to visit Grandpa, and we'd turn off the interstate, and you'd be sleeping dead to the world, and boom. Boom. Yeah. This turn, as opposed to all the other turns you've taken. Like, how is this different? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, one more fascinating scent fact, and we'll get out of this whole stinky (laughs) mess. Uh, Dogs start using their sense of smell even before birth. You'd think everything they smell before birth would be kind of similar. Yeah, I was going to say, doesn't it all smell but, the same? I don't know. Well, anyway. <laughs> How that would even work. I, I just... <laughs> Let's not think <laughs> no about I, that too much. No idea there. <laughs> all right. This is Kwame Company podcast number 21. And uh, Jim was telling us about the men's retreat. It's time to focus on the women's retreat at camp. Well, it's not Jim. It's <laughs> Camp Jim. <laughs> Jim was telling us. Uh, That's right. not his name. No. It's, uh, Jesus is mine is, the, right. is Camp Jim. what Jim stands for. Right. 91.5 and 102.7, the word. Oh, it's good to have uh, Nick Hulse with us again. From He's the program director at Camp Jim just outside, you said just east of Pillager, right? Yeah, just given? east of Pillager. Yeah, and, and that's uh, Hardy Lake, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So we've talked in the last few weeks about uh, uh, the Labor Day family camp and the men's meet and greet. What about the ladies? Is there anything going on at Camp Jim? And I say that tongue-in-cheek because I know there is. (laughs) Yeah, we have uh, coming up September 22nd through the 24th, so Friday through Sunday, uh, we have the Ladies Refresh Retreat coming in. Okay, and and, uh, Ladies Refresh, meaning the kids are back at school I need some time with my gal pals. Yep you you've been uh, you've got your kids off at school. Yep. you've got uh, you know coming off a long summer. Uh, you know your your husband has been away at the men's retreat, or he's been out fishing or playing golf all summer. Right. This is a weekend just for you. Okay, ladies, refresh retreat. How are you refreshing the ladies? What's going on? Yeah. So we've got uh, well the one of the big big things that I normally mention is you're not having to cook. You're not having to clean. Oh, there you go. We've got people there that are taking care of all of that for you. But more than that, you get refreshed because we've got a speaker coming in, uh, a lady that actually my wife, Corianne, is so excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uh, speaker is a a gal named uh, Pat Phileas. And she's from over in the Green Bay area. And my wife and I have been trying to get her to come and do a women's retreat for years. And this is the first time we've been able to get her. We are so excited. She does such a great job of just pouring into women, meeting them where they're at. She's had, uh, I think they had four kids uh, growing up that kind of ran the spectrum of uh, extreme athletes to to more introverted. So she's yeah. she's got a great way of relating to everybody. Um, but she uh, she works in youth ministry or did for many many years. So she understands where women are at and how to reach them with the gospel. Now, when you have a, a women's retreat like this, uh, the the ladies' refreshed retreat versus the men's meet and greet, which was just what a week or two, mm-hmm. a week ahead of that. Yep. Uh, is there more time for interaction and communication and sitting around and sharing in the women's retreat than the men are out tromping around the woods and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, the, I mean, there's still going to be some activities. We're still yeah. going to have archery going for the for the ladies. Oh, We're cool. still going to have. Uh, uh, you know, the waterfront uh, will still be open, you know, weather permitted, because, again, we're getting near the end of uh, end of September there, but the boats are still available, things like that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you get more time to uh, more time to sit fellowship with one another if you want it. Uh, but the big thing that we added 
uh, for this year is a uh, a book swap, oh. actually. So it's a chance for uh, ladies if you have had a book that you have uh, that you've read that's made a big impact in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, something that helped you grow, something that challenged you in some way. What we're doing is asking, hey, bring a bring that book with you. We're going to have a time set up when ladies can talk to each other, swap books. So if you've got an amazing one and somebody else has one that you want to read, you can actually swap those books while you're there at the retreat. So bring a book with you that you're interested in swapping. And if yeah. you say, hey, I just, I don't have one. I haven't done any reading. I'm not sure. We're going to have some other ones there. That, some extra you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't feel like, well, I can't do it because I didn't have one. We'll have you covered. We want to make sure that everybody goes home with a way that they can try and grow okay. uh, in their love of God. Before you leave, I've got some books from our books of the month and stuff. Let me send some with you. Okay? Oh, that would be awesome. Thank All right. you. Uh, well, you know what? When you swap books like that, uh, you could be also be starting some friendships there. That'll be long lasting. Oh, absolutely. And that's uh, my wife and I have said for years that the best friends that we have ever had, my wife and I included, we actually met at a camp okay. uh, over in Michigan uh, 21 years ago. Yeah. Um, but the best friends and the, the closest, dearest friends that my wife and I have, we met at camp. Yeah. Well, you share something there that that's, uh, it's a bond that's hard to break. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Nick, we appreciate what you're doing at Camp Jim. And again, uh, uh, let me see if I have the website right. Campjim.org? That is correct. Well, that's pretty easy, but still, I'm a Norwegian <laughs> guy, so I, I don't remember <laughs> stuff very well. Campjim.org. You can register for the Ladies Refresh Retreat right on the website and probably see some pictures of the camp. Absolutely. Yep. All we've right. got uh, the different buildings are on there, the different uh, amenities that we have. So yeah, absolutely check it out right there on the website. Okay. Be sure to keep us informed what's going on there at Camp Jim. Okay. Absolutely. Will do. Well, that's it. We made it safely into the twenties with Kwame uh, company podcast 21. The next one should be 22. It should be. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. Do we? None nope. whatsoever. Surprise to us just as much as it is you. <laughs> Next Tuesday, maybe we'll have it figured out by then. Maybe not. Hopefully. Hopefully, but otherwise it'll be a... Just come together and just stare at each other. stressful podcast. <laughs> Start smelling things, I guess. <laughs> this is Kwame Company Podcast. We'll see you on the program, which starts at 6 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs>